Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast, a place where you will feel encouraged by hearing God's stories from my friends that I share with you. Whether you're listening on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or needing a boost of encouragement after a full day, I want for you to feel seen by God, to be encouraged in your daily life, and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. Well, the last time we were together, you heard the introduction into our summer series on health and wellness. You have heard about some of the guests that I have invited to join me. And when I tell you they are top-notch in their field of expertise, that is the truth. I cannot wait to introduce them all to you. You can listen to the story of how the Health and Wellness podcast series came to be one episode back on number 133. This summer, my prayer for all of us is to have a reset in all areas of our health, mental health, physical health, parenting health, small business health, relationship health, and spiritual health. Today's guest is Susan Goss. She is a wife, mom to two adult boys, a mother in love, a professional marriage and family counselor, a speaker, writer, and founder of Tangible Truth Ministries. Susan is charming, y'all. She is precious, and I may need to follow up with her for a personal counseling sesh. Just saying. She is good, y'all. I cannot wait for you to hear from Susan, but before we do, I want to say a huge thank you to those of you who have left the podcast a review and a rating. It means so, so much, and if you haven't and you would like to write a review and leave a rating, I would love for you to. This is me sending you a big, huge virtual hug. (laughs) No, really, it means a lot. But here we go. Let's jump in. Here is my conversation with Susan Goss. Well, welcome to the podcast, Susan. Thank you, Ryan. I'm so excited to talk with you. I followed you on on Instagram and have really gotten to know you through Kelly Stamps when I had her on the podcast a while back. So thanks for coming today. Well, thank you for having me. And don't we love Kelly? Yes. Yes. I was just telling you that if I lived in her area or if I knew her in real life, I'd be like, we're best friends. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And we have uh, so many different roles in our relationship from friend to she, I'm her mentor to she works for me and tangible truth to, I mean, there's just all different kind of roles in our relationship and I love her. Yes. Uh, Yes. What you see is what she is. So Mm, she's mm. the real deal. I like that. I I agree. Totally. I agree with that. Okay. So uh, I'm doing our summer series and I invited you on and I really want you to speak to um, us as women, as we are coming out of the quarantine and we're starting to have, you know, phase one of coming out of that and uh, different cities. And I just really think we need Um, to hear from a godly woman that can share with us about how to be mentally healthy. And I think it's so important to, to do that. So I'm so excited today. I'm a little nervous because you're super smart. Um, but I'm really, (laughs) I'm really excited. 
<laughs> now, I don't know if everyone would agree with that. Because I'm super smart. Because let, let me tell you, I am nothing without Jesus. Now, that's the truth. That is the truth. And um, so, um, and I let me tell you my my honest title. Here, here's here's what I do and what I am. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and a licensed professional counselor. So that's what, what I am. And uh, so I don't know that I'm super smart, but I will tell you that I ask God to work through me every single day. So mm -hmm. I do open up. I do have all this stuff in my head. I did go to, I do have a lot of schooling up there, mm -hmm. but I'm asking him to put, because you know what, Ren? It's different for every person and it's different for every couple you know mm -hmm. it's going to look different in every session but when i say uh god what do you want to say to ren today it's gonna be it takes me out of the equation and i love that part. Mm -hmm. so, uh, you're so sweet that, that's what it does well i um want to kind of start with how did you feel that call I first want to know, okay, I'm going to, this is going to be a double-sided question. So I want you to tell me about when you first felt the call to be a therapist, but I also want to know if you are an Enneagram 2, the helper, because I have a sneaking suspicion that you might be. I am, uh, if that's the first question, I'm definitely an Enneagram 3 with a wing of a 2. Okay. Okay. Well, there and, you go. Uh, Partly, mainly based on how I was raised, uh, but I am an Enneagram three with a high wing of a two. Thought mm -hmm. I was a two forever. Okay, but, uh, I'm a three with a t with a two wing. Okay, okay, because I knew with helping had to be a motivator yeah. for you because you helped yeah. so many people. Yeah. So that's my second question: Is how did you in just a couple minutes? How did you feel that call that God was calling you to do this? Well, my, in my, my first uh, master's degree was in elementary administration and I was a principal. And so again, helping and, uh, love that. And then I was, uh, after my father passed away, my mother moved up here and, uh, I was women's ministry director at our church for, uh, about seven and a half years. During that time, I did so much lay counseling mm. during that time. I began to feel the call and I, I felt God telling me you need to go back and you need to become a licensed professional counselor. And I struggled with that. I was like fighting God over it. Like, I don't really, cause I was already older at the time I felt. And so I knew I'd be kind of the older one going back. And, uh, so I finally, he would not let me be released of that. And so I finally put pride aside, went to school, got out of everything, went back to school and here you go. <laughs> I have, this is like year 14. And uh, wow. so started, uh, one of my professors actually uh, asked me to start the Joshua Center with him. And so I'm one of the founders. And um, so God's honored and blessed that greatly. Well, and I recently read that somebody said that, uh, if God continually brings something up 
and will not let that thought go, then it's, it's definitely the call of God. So that is so neat that he would not let you go and just kept on. I agree. That's so neat. So, so neat. Okay. Well, let's dive in a little bit. I want to know what is the correlation from mental health and spiritual health? Because as believers, In Jesus, we know that spiritual health is the most important, but mental health is very important as well. So tell us what, how do those correlate together? I, you know, I, I am so thrilled that you asked that, asked that question, Ren. And actually, I don't even know how long we could talk about that, but I would call it a retreat. I'm not Mm -hmm. kidding. Mm. Uh, because you could talk about that all day. It correlates so well that, and so much that I can't even begin to tell you because you can know scripture and the best, the best example I can give you in the word is the Pharisees because the Pharisees knew scripture so well. I mean, every dot and tittle of the law they knew, Mm. but were they emotionally healthy? Absolutely not. And they would try to trick Jesus all the time. They were, and they were, they tried to trick everyone all the time. They were not emotionally healthy and they knew nothing of relationship with Jesus. And so emotionally healthy tells you, you do know relationship with Jesus, but if you are spiritually and emotionally healthy, that's the holistic approach. Jesus was definitely emotionally and spiritually healthy, obviously. And he's our role model. And he, you know, there were, and the best description of that, that I can give and and that I, and I love to use this as an example. Jesus was always busy. Okay but he was never hurried, you know, and there's a big difference when you're, and, and if you're not emotionally uh, healthy, you are always hurried and because you're trying to please man all the time. You're worried about man all the time. Will they like me if I do this? Will they not like me if I don't do this? I wasn't invited to the party. Four, four women were invited to the party and I was left out. My feelings are always hurt. I don't know this. I don't know. All this kind of stuff is going on in your head, assuming the worst all the time, very easily to get your feelings hurt. But you may know scripture. You may can quote scripture all day long. You've got it memorized. But Jesus still went to went to uh, every city he went to but he still left miracles undone and he would go and uh, spend time with the father to rejuvenate and and be spiritually and emotionally fed so that he could get back because everywhere he went he was just will you uh, because he he had to heal he had to work he had to you know and we will be exhausted and it boils down to this i know that i'm trying to get all this in all this retreat this weekend (laughs) retreat into 10 minutes but uh what i'm trying to say is it boils down to one statement actually who are you trying to please god or man if you are spiritually mature you understand that statement if you are emotionally only emotionally mature are only spiritually mature, you don't understand that statement. If you are emotionally and mentally mature, you understand that that is true because everyone cannot like you. You will not be liked by everyone. Mm -hmm. Jesus was not liked by everyone. And quite obviously, all the way to the cross. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you eventually have to be okay with other people not being okay with you. Mm-hmm. And, and you, that is so difficult, uh, but very, you know, it's part of experiencing the joy uh, with Jesus and experiencing and count it privilege to experience in the suffering of Jesus. You can only do that if you're both emotionally and mentally uh, mature. Now, mm. is that making? Yes, absolutely. That is, that is so good. That is so good. And that is, I mean, that meets us right, right where we are. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's so easy. Mm. It, I mean, if you were to say something to me that really hurt my feelings, it could plummet me or I could, I could immediately say, God, is that about Ren or is that about me? God. Help me, you know, what do I need to do? I could, I could take you to the Savior mm-hmm. instead of hating you or thinking you're a horrible person or, you know, I've got, I've got a decision to make. You know, the Pharisees were always after Jesus. They did hate him. And, but they knew every jot and tittle of the law. And so, you know, we get, we get the name hypocrite as Christians, uh, you know, we, we get that name for real, you know, and it's because we're not, mm. we're not both emotionally and spiritually mature. Mm. Uh, so both examples are in scripture, Jesus, emotionally and spiritually mature hypocrites. No, you know, not emotionally and spiritually mature. Those are, that's the best description in scripture, you know, that are laid out. And so, that's great. That's really good. And it goes back to who are we trying to please? Oh, who? I love that. That's exactly what you pointed us to. Who are we trying to please? And that's um, the practical that that's yeah. boiling it down. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. good. Okay. I want to ask you also, um, this I think can correlate with this when you, uh, I have, I've seen your t-shirts that have circle talk. Okay. So, and I know that you talk about this. Will you tell us what does circle talk mean and how can it help us to be mentally and emotionally healthy? Well, I appreciate you circling. (laughs) That's funny. I didn't mean to use that phrase. No pun intended. Circling back to uh, that because it does help us to be emotionally and spiritually healthy because mm-hmm. circle talk is really more about control. You know, who, who's in control? Like, like we just said, you're right. Who, who are we trying to please God or man? And what we tend to do uh, is try to please every, <laughs> try to please everyone. And when we try to please everyone, it's number one, totally exhausting isn't that the most exhausting thing? Yes, so exhausting. World? And um, I hate to pull the gender card here, but women tend to do that because we're nurturers. That's mainly why, you know, we're nurturers. And so uh, the circle that we're referring to here, the circle talk, is based on. Um, uh, if, if we all have a circle, we're all 100% in control of it. And what we have to ask God is what is inside our circle. Because everything outside the circle is God's business and we're stay out of it. And that's the truth. Because God tells us based on 
1 Peter 5, 7, to cast all our anxiety upon him because he cares for us. And casting and releasing is very difficult for us. Uh, and so that's why we have to have, uh, I'm going to call it the word tool. We have to have a practical tool. Hence is why the circle was formed. So we draw this circle and uh, we have this visual in our mind, like I do it every single day. If someone asks me to do something or if I, like my, both of my sons are married, both of our sons are married. And now that they're married, I have this visual because in your circle, if I'm married, I've got a husband, I've got children, I've got clients because I'm a therapist and none of them are in my circle, Ren. Because the way the circle is, is my husband is outside my circle. I'm not in control of my uh, husband. I'm not 100% in control of my husband. I can assure you, none of us are 100% in control of our children. And mm -hmm. the way the circle works is I am 100% in control of wifehood. You know, so God, what does wifehood look like for me as it relates to Steve? What does wifehood look, I mean, motherhood look like as it relates to Chad and Jake and now Ashley and Mariah, uh, my, my daughter-in-laws? What does, uh, and I'm 100% in control of the amount of time that I have my clients, but I'm not in control of my clients because we, you and I are not designed to carry God's load. And so when we take on God's load, like I know what's wrong with Chad and Ashley and their marriage, I'm going to, I'm going to interject my thoughts. That's not, that's not in my circle. I am, unless they ask me and Ren, I'm rocking on ready when they ask, <laughs> like if they ask me a question about the kids. I am ready to answer. <laughs> I'm so ready. But unless they ask me, mm -hmm. it's not in my circle. Mm -hmm. And if I see, because we're very capable people. And so we're usually ready. Like I can go fix the neighbor. I can go tell the neighbor what's wrong. I can do this, but that's exhausting. It is not. And in essence, we are playing God in everyone's life. And that is not in our circle. And God is uh, basically saying, you want my role? I'll show you what it feels like to be in my role. And he allows consequences for that. And I hear every, like for me, I don't have trouble sleeping at night. And I'm usually not an irritable person. When I start playing God, uh, which is a horrible thing to say, but that's in essence what we do. Then I start not sleeping at night and I start, I start acting like a bear, you know, and I, I literally say, God, what am I hanging on to fiercely hanging on to that? I have not released to you. And that is literally a prayer that I pray. What am I hanging on to like a death grip that I'm not releasing to you? And he and his graciousness lets me know like you're working, you're, you're working harder than your clients or you're, you know, it's something with Steve or Chad or Jake or a friendship or, you know, if it's sisterhood, you put a hood behind everything and you've got it mm -hmm. if you're hanging on to, but you know, God says, you know, come to me all you are weary and I will give you rest. And there's so much to that scripture, 
you know, and, and it's all in this circle talk book. And that's why we have these, these t-shirts because every time tangible truth does some, it's like they sell out because this line, that's not in my circle. It's a real thing. You know, that's not in my circle. It gives people freedom to say it's not, and it's not. Now you can't flippantly say it unless you talk to God, mm-hmm. but that's not in my circle because you don't need to be playing God in others' life unless God tells you, because there's really difficult things in your circle. Uh, you know, when God, when they told me to do this book thing, I mean, they gave me a time frame of three months. And I was like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's right. But God can, you know, mm-hmm. and so there are difficult things. Uh, Moses, I'm sure thought that too. I can't speak. I, God, I know, get in your circle. I'm, I've got that handled. <laughs> you know, those kind of things. Well, this is huge. This is so huge. I'm thinking, I mean, if we could all ask that question of ourselves, like you said, every single day, that is just, I, I mean, light bulbs are going off for me. I mean, it's just, that is so important. So important. If we could say what is in my circle. So you would say that ourselves, we are in our circle. We can control what we do, what we choose to think, what we choose to do. And then when you said wifehood, if we are a wife, mommyhood, mm-hmm. um, parenthood, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those things are what we can control, but people are not in no. our circle. No, no. No, really good. But but wifehood definitely. But your husband, no. Mm. And you know, and he's driving me crazy. He always does. And and doesn't that make sense? Because if if husband is you know chewing his gum, I mean I'm doing something stupid. Yeah. But if he's chewing his gum five thousand times in in your ear and it's driving you crazy, but all you do is say, you're chewing your gum 5,000 times, it's driving me crazy, it's doing all that kind of stuff. Now, what does that do? Does that make him stop chewing his gum? Absolutely mm-hmm. not. And see, God designed it that way. That's why this is so true. Because He, all that is, is nagging. And that's the way it's perceived. And God knows that. So He's saying, He's protecting you. He's mm-hmm. saying, I care about you. Release it to me. You know, he cares about your heart, Ren. He cares about my heart. God looks at the desire of my heart. And he knows you can't carry that burden. You can't make a person stop chewing gum. You can't do it. And he knows that. It's designed that way. For couples, after God, primary relationship is covenant. And God's going to honor it if you trust him with. So what does wifehood look like for you? for me as it relates to Steve. So I've got to get with God about what wifehood looks like for me as it relates to Steve. And I'm going to have to ask God what motherhood looks like for me as it relates to Chad, because it's different as it looks like for Jake, because Chad and Jake are not the same human. Mm. Chad is very different than Jake Goss. And so it's going to look different. And now that they're married, I do not want to be that mother-in-law that gets in the, you know, gets Mm -hmm. in their business Mm -hmm. because I want them to, ooh, always want to come and invite me and be, I I want them to love coming to Honey's house, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm, So good. So good. Okay. You mentioned a book and I know you've written a book 
uh, that talks about relationships and talks about that. So could you tell us a little bit about some resources that you have available um, that can help us with this to be, you know, mentally, emotionally healthy? Can you mention those that you, uh, that you have available? Yes. The Circle Talk is a booklet. I mean, it's a, okay. it's a book, but it's a booklet. Okay. So there's that, and they can they can get that on tangibletruthministry.com. Okay. And then uh, a book that Dayspring asked me to write is called We're Still in This, and it's 90 Healthy Truths for uh, Relationships. Um, and it's, uh, and, um, it's about, I'm glad you said what you said, it's all relationships. It, there's a couple on the front of it, but it's all relationships. So if it's your boss, it's your work, it's your, it is for in couples too. I've got a lot that say they read them at night, which is good. But the thing about this, it does have a scripture. It does have a devotion, but it's got a tangible takeaway. So there's something practical to actually do every day if you so choose. So it's something to actually do. That's been appealing to a lot of people. And that's specifically what Dayspring asked me to do. Oh, and I, I can't wait to get my hands on that. So that sounds incredible. I'm so practical. And I think that would be a great, great uh, resource for sure. Yes. Yeah, that, that would be really good. They can get it most places like Barnes & Noble or Amazon or whatever, but if they get it through tangible truth, mm -hmm. some of the money goes back to the ministry. Wonderful. Wonderful. So. Well, I think that I'll put that in the show notes so we can go get that from your ministry. Well, I do want to talk a little bit um, about how some practical tips that maybe you have seen or that uh, you maybe just a couple of tips that you have seen that have helped um women or, you know, in relationships or just anyone that can help provide that emotional, maybe mental reset. You know, we've been in a time of quarantine and being at home, most of us and with children and doing crisis schooling. I mean, there's just been a lot for the average woman to do. I mean, she's been doing a lot. So can you give us just a couple of practical tips? And listen, one of the tips might be, hey, go see your counselor this summer. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying not, not that, but maybe just a few tips that we can take with us. Well, um, I appreciate that question because I, I think of what we forget to do for one thing. And I think, um, and actually, I think it's almost become necessary because we forget this piece is thankfulness. Okay. So I think one thing is to slow down and, um, uh, because thankfulness, whether, wherever we are, thankfulness is always an antidote, no matter whatever. Thankfulness is an antidote to bitterness. Thankfulness is an antidote antidote to, you know, uh, even, helps with, you know, the opposite of depression, you know, when you're headed toward, um, you know, the depressive state, if you will, because anxiety, um, is certain because when you're in a time of uncertain, you brought up COVID when you're in a, a time of uncertainty, which COVID is, it's a natural thing, by the way, 
to be anxious. It's a natural thing to have anxiety. And I want to tell your, your audience, your listeners, that everyone does have anxiety. Mm. Okay. It's just what level of anxiety do you have? So if you had a very low uh, anxiety, then this COVID kind of bumped that up, you know, if you were really low. So if you had a higher, if you were someone that had higher anxiety, then it, it, it really kind of, it made it very prevalent. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's, you know, anxiety, depression kind of are two sides of the same coin, if you will. Mm -hmm. So thankfulness. uh, And when I say thankfulness, I mean, journal, at one point every single day forces our brain forces your brain. I'm going to say that again, forces your brain to refocus on today. What can I say that I did well, good, or can be thankful for because every single day did I get up and did I get out of bed for one thing? Did I do homeschooling? that I hate to do or that I, but did I did it? Did I do it? Mm. Did I fix three meals today? Did I do whatever it is, but it is an accomplishment. Yes. uh, That even if you hated doing it, you Uh did. That's right. Uh, So you, did I feed my kids? Did I, you know, whatever, but you can write one thing, even one. That's great. Uh, Another thing is, um, that you uh, focus on. So I would highly recommend that. One thing that even I discovered during COVID, because I've gone to straight telehealth through this whole entire thing. Mm -hmm. And so I've had to adjust greatly because I've always been face to face. Okay. uh, Is that I found that I had to do for my mental health is to, uh, find a way to exercise every day, mm. not, not, uh, not a certain amount of time during the week, but gotcha. every day. Okay. So that has helped me physically and mentally. So what um, do you do? Do you go for walks? Do you run? I, do you, what do you I, I, I walk and I, uh, so I walk either outside or I walk on the treadmill. Okay. But I have to, use my legs because I am in a profession that I sit. Yes. Okay. So I have to walk and I walk either, like I said, outside or on the treadmill. Okay. But I have to do that. Gotcha. And that's what I've discovered about my body and mm. about my mind mm-hmm. that it really, really benefits and helps. Okay. So, um, and everyone has to find that something is it, but you have to move your body. Uh, it makes a difference with your mind and body. They are designed to work together because also God uniquely made our body that way uh, because our bodies generally don't betray us. So I didn't get, uh, uh, we didn't have enough time to talk fully about the circle talk, but when you are in anxiety, but when you're anxious, you will feel it in your body somewhere. Mm-hmm. So some people say they'll report it in their neck, in their chest, in their arm, in their back, in their legs, in their whatever, because mm-hmm. we're all uniquely made. But that's God prompting you, uh-oh, okay, mm-hmm. something's going on. Yeah. And so we need to pay attention to our body. 
And so when we pay attention to our body, we need to act on that. And I'm telling you, I discovered that during this COVID time. And I get up there and go on the treadmill. If I'm at home and I got another session, I'll get up there and walk for, you know, two miles and Mm -hmm. I'll come down there. And it makes a huge difference in my mental at mental health and spiritual health. Okay. And, uh, so everybody needs to pay attention to that. And if they even just walk around their house, you know, walk in their house, if it's raining or whatever. So, and, and, uh, if, so pay attention to your body where it's, where you're triggered. When you are triggered, that's another thing. If you're triggered and you feel it in your body, ask God what, where that's coming from and wh- why. Mm-hmm. Ask him, take care of it take care of that with him. So, and I'm telling you really practical things, but it's very, very good. And it goes with the emotionally and spiritually uh, question that you asked me earlier. Mm -hmm. It goes with that because we're prompting in our body, but people have never learned to listen to their body a lot of times. Mm -hmm. So it, it, you will feel it. If you start thinking about it, if you start thinking, where am I, where, where do I, you know, where, where am I feeling it in my body? You have to train yourself to, to feel it. Okay. So I, I would, uh, I, w- I would start listening to my body okay. and, uh, and do that. Also, uh, also, of course, get in the word. I'm holding up a book. Uh, this one's called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality Day by Day. And uh, so it's, a, it's another, you know, mine's a devotional uh, this one is devotional, but there's a book actually called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality okay. that I think is phenomenal. Every time I mentor a woman, mm-hmm. I have the Bible and that book, okay. Emotionally Healthy Spirituality. I think it's that important. All right. So, uh, of course, reading in the Word every day is a reset. Um, so... That's great. That's so good. And I've, yes, it's like, I, <laughs> I want to buy everything you're saying and I want to spend more time with you. <laughs> I feel like I need more time with you, but um, tell us where we can find you online and on in your ministry and on um, Instagram. Well, okay. I am, uh, I kind of want to say, uh, get with Kelly cause she does yeah. all that. <laughs> but anyway, isn't that funny? <laughs> I'm so not online, but um, uh, tangible truth ministries.com, okay. and then I am on Instagram, Susan Galls. Um, uh, and and then, um, uh, I, um, uh, yeah, that's where okay. you can get me, okay? Uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. I do a Susan Shares every week. Every Monday, I'm on Susan Shares, okay. and that's my video blog. Like Kelly said, you got to do a blog, but you can do a video blog, and so that seems to be really popular with people. Perfect. And, I think I saw that. I was looking yeah. on Facebook, so that that's the great. thing that um, I can't believe I didn't say that first. It's Susan Shares, okay, and that's on Facebook. Okay, and is it on Tangible Truth Ministry Facebook page? Uh, well, I mean, they can, they can do it there if they want to, but it's my Facebook. It's your Facebook, Susan Goff. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, the last little part of my interview is eat, read, love, because I love all those things and I love to eat and I love to read. So (laughs) tell me what you're eating that you love, what you're reading or have read, you know, that's really good. And then what you're loving. Uh, 
Oh my gosh. I tell you what I'm eating. I'm telling you, I'm about to eat them out of the store too. I'm eating. That is hilarious because I'm a big nut. Because here's my deal, uh, Ren. I am sugar-free 2020. Girl. girl. I am. It's significant. Significant. And you did this before COVID. So bless Yes, yes, bless my heart is right because I am a junk food junkie. And uh, so I am eating tons, this is not healthy, but tons of chips. My favorite chip, barbecue, and tons of uh, nuts. I love nuts. Five times I love nuts. Oh, I love nuts. So I'm eating cashews Mm -hmm. and uh, pecans and almonds. I mix them together. Love them. And then I am, my daughter-in-law got me the book I'm actually reading right now today Mm -hmm. because I love it so much. And when Mm -hmm. I finish it, I've got another one already sitting there to read. But the one I'm reading is what she got me for Mother's Day. And I love it. And it is called, you may have already heard, read it, but it's called Beholding and Becoming the Art of Everyday Worship. And Mm -hmm. it is absolutely wonderful. Have you ever read it? I haven't, but I know it just recently came out, I believe. It is wonderful. I love it. So I am so enjoying it. And um, it is beautiful and wonderful. So love that. And then what'd you say? Oh, what are you loving? Oh, I had, during COVID, what I'm loving uh, is this special, special time with uh, our family, actually. Mm. It has been the most bonding, fun time. We're doing so many creative things together, and it's really bonding us in a different way. And I have loved it. That's awesome. I have loved it, loved it, loved it. Because mm-hmm. our oldest son and daughter-in-law and grandkids live here, and our youngest live in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is, they are musicians. He has the band Laney, and she is Mosaic. Uh, Erwin McManus is her father and I love all his books too. And, uh, but anyway, so they, so we have had precious times. Mm. It's been wonderful. It's kind of like a family of six. Yes. Uh, yes. Sheltered in with y'all sheltered together. That's awesome. That's so good. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I think this is so important and I am just, you are just the cutest thing. And, I want, I want to be friends with you in real life, too. I want to be friends with you. I love you, too. I was so looking forward to it. Thank you for inviting me, Ren. Absolutely. Now, Susan is just precious. And after listening to this episode, y'all, I wanted to sit and weep after we recorded just because I needed to hear it so much. And the best thing, Susan continually points us back to Jesus in this episode. I'm really appreciative to Susan for coming on the podcast. And remember, all of the links of the books Susan recommends and where you can find her will be at renrobbins.com under the podcast tab. So I'll see you next time when I get to chat with Verona Angle from the UK. She will be talking about physical health, but more importantly, how it correlates to spiritual health. You will absolutely love Verona. Okay, that's going to do it today. Remember, we're all friends of a feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friend.